0: Welcome. Welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately weekly podcast dedicated to all of you amazing human beings who tune in every single week. I am deeply grateful as we just crossed about 7.3 million downloads. And you guys come from everywhere. And I just love you guys. I'm so appreciative uh, to all of my new listeners. Welcome. I appreciate having you here. I'm Matt Gottesman. You can find me at Matt Gossman on Instagram. I answer every single text DM reply response. It is me, except for when the bots get a hold of <laughs> our accounts, but like it is me and, and I love uh, connecting with all of you guys. And if you're newer here, you know, um, we are different style podcast. Uh, I always say I don't glamorize or glorify success. I think that that is uh, absolutely wrong in my opinion, in, in in a lot of ways, but mostly because I can't tell you what success is. I, I can't do that for you. and I know society's pretty good at doing that, but that is something to be determined by you. and um, and it looks different for everybody. And I'd rather you have the permission to do whatever that is for you versus, you know, saying this is what it is, right? And so every week, I'm very blessed to have amazing guests come on the show. And talk about, you know, what are they experiencing, whether it's their first venture, their 50th venture, years with their art, years with their, um, you know, with their work or their, their, their path. What are they realizing in real time about themselves or what have been some applicable life lessons? Because we're all fundamentally the same, you know, even though we're all different souls walking this planet, right? So, um, so I, I love the fact that we get to have these discussions about you know, what are we experiencing in real time? And learning along the way. And uh, this week, I have an incredible guest that I was introduced to uh, about a month and a half back. And uh, he's an incredible soul and um, doing amazing work globally, Iron uh, Gracie. And he's the head instructor and co creator of Gracie University Jiu Jitsu Academy. And uh, what's been fascinating is, Um, you know, I'm, I'm newer to jujitsu. Do I know what it is? Absolutely. Um, but, um, delving into that world and even people who aren't even necessarily in that world when they're like, you know, this guy, (laughs) I mean, I put him up on my stories and I've had like so many people reach out and they're like, what a humble human being. What an awesome soul. I literally sat in on my very first jujitsu, um, session last Saturday and literally, the, the guy I got to partner with that was teaching me a lot of the techniques, first thing he says, he's like, boy, did God send you like a gift? And I'm like, apparently, yes. <laughs> you know, And I could feel that, and I felt his sincerity. So, um, and for those of you, you know wondering, as I mentioned, Iron is uh, the head instructor at Grace University headquarters in Torrance, California. It's a martial arts school dedicated to teaching jiu-jitsu as an art of self-defense to men, women, and children. He and his brother, Henner, co-created Grace University, you guys can check it out, graceuniversity.com, it's an online training platform with thousands of students designed to take someone from white to black belt, and their training programs and teaching methodology is also the beating heart of over 250 schools they oversee worldwide. That is not easy, so I'm I'm curious to, to dive into those details with him, and with over 25 years of teaching experience and a lifetime of being a student, he teaches young children how to face bullies with confidence while also helping men and women face life's challenges. And we're gonna talk a lot about, I found that there were a lot of similarities between jiu-jitsu and uh, life in general. Even as he was teaching, it was all applicable to life from the way we breathe, to the way we understand our emotions, to the patience, to um, you know, responding versus reacting, um, our energy, energy management, that's a huge one. And you guys know how I feel about energy management. Um, he heavily supports first responders, police and military, uh, in better serving their country and communities, and feels honored and privileged to be able to continue the legacy of Grand Masters Carlos and Elio Gracie. And most importantly, Iron realizes that Jiu Jitsu is far more than grappling techniques and is dedicated to teaching the life application of Jiu Jitsu's principles to all of his students. And while most students embark on the jujitsu journey to learn to defend themselves, almost all of them continue because of life-changing lessons and positive culture. And that's another thing I, I wanted to touch on in this episode is because I noticed um, the community is very, um, it's very humbling and very honest and very um, like supportive in a very. It, it's it is its own energy and frequency. Um, I didn't notice anybody with, you know, egos. It was very, um, how can I help? What do you need? How can I support? Uh, you know, so grateful you're here. There was gratitude. There's patience. So uh, can we just instill this to the rest of the world, <laughs> especially right now? Uh, and anyways, teaching daily classes and living in L.A. with his wife and two children. He is always finding the balance between being with family and traveling the world to share his passions. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you brother. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I mentioned before the podcast, this is the only question I'll ever ask. It's the same, like, how do we get here? <laughs> because I heard parts of your story when you were explaining some of the, um, uh, your, your life experiences and with your grandfather, which this sounds, I mean, he he seemed like an incredible human being, just his approach to people too. Like there's the practical and then the spiritual and then the energetic and then the, realistic and then the optimistic. There was there was a lot in that man. So,
1: I mean, you can go as far back as you want, but how did we get here? Yeah, my grandfather was a very special man. And you mentioned Carlos and Elio Gracie, as well as the brothers, that generation of Gracie family members in Brazil and, you know, how they got a hold of jujitsu, right? There was a man who came from Japan. His name was Maeda. And he actually um, was... So grateful for the help and the good energy from the Gracie family that he taught some jujitsu to Carlos Gracie. And my grandfather would go and watch as a kid. He would watch his brother Carlos, you know, doing jujitsu that he had learned from Maeda. And eventually, my grandfather got involved in teaching some jujitsu by way of a, a student of his brother Carlos. Um, coming for class, and Carlos wasn't there. So then my grandfather kind of stepped in and went over some of the motions with this student. The student said, you know what? Once Carlos arrived, he said, you know what, Carlos? I actually love the class with your brother Elio. I'll keep practicing with him. So my grandfather was essentially like, you know, nominated a jiu-jitsu instructor by a student. The student said, I want to learn from you. And he was always very small, very frail. So my grandfather eventually just, kept running with jujitsu and he made slight modifications because he was so small and so frail. That was probably the his biggest contribution to jujitsu was the fact that he was so small. He had to really tap into the efficiency of jujitsu and really do what made sense for somebody who was 135, 140 pounds. Um eventually Through years and years of teaching, he just continued to teach. And he actually started to fight. My grandfather became Brazil's first national sports hero. And he always said that I fight not because I'm a fighter, but I fight because I'm a teacher, I'm a martial artist who's willing to prove the effectiveness of what I believe in. And he believes so much in Jiu Jitsu and what it did for him. And now he's kind of just became his life, Jiu Jitsu. And his kids, he started having kids. Started teaching his children. My father was his firstborn, his oldest son. And my father came to America in like I think 1979. I was born in 1981. So I grew up with my dad teaching jujitsu that he learned from his father out of our garage. So as a kid, I would have well, there would be dozens of students coming to our home and I'm like six years old and eight years old three younger two three years old and kids people are coming to learn jujitsu and my brothers and I are just around this you know constant and there were private classes there were one-on-one classes with my father and then eventually my father opened a school in Torrance our first kind of Gracie Academy headquarters um, and he brought some of his brothers from Brazil to help out and to teach as well. And my uncle Hoyce was one of those. And after many years of having a few years of having a school and also teaching out of the garage before that, what happened was there would be challenge matches, martial artists from other, you know, disciplines would end up wanting to challenge the jiu-jitsu, the Gracie family members and the Jiu-Jitsu representatives. And that's because everybody out there knows a martial artist it might be like through a friend of a friend we know someone who does hapkido or kickboxing so the word got out that the gracie family was very much saying that what we do is the best and now you have a student of ours who knows someone who knows someone who's a kickboxing guy and they say you know what we do jujitsu and they said it's the best it's the most effective form of self-defense it's the most effective martial art And the karate or kickboxing guy says, no, it's not quite the case. What we do is better. Mm -hmm. So then now you have my relatives, my father, my uncle saying, okay, invite him down. Have him come to our garage or our school when it first opened. So we had lots of these fights. And I remember remember being 12 years old watching these like amongst a bunch of grown men right after school, let's say it's at 3.30 p.m. So I run to the gym, get to the gym. It's like a 25-minute walk. I get to the school and I see these guys fighting and winning and fighting and winning and fighting and winning. And eventually my father said, you know what? Let's create a show. And he found some partners and they created the ultimate fighting championship, the UFC, mm-hmm. which exploded. And from that point forward, the world, the US Army, as well as so many other people, they really saw what my uncle Hoist did. And even more than what Hoist did, they saw what jujitsu did. As Hoist says, you know, Hoist says, I'm, I'm Hoist, it's true. But jujitsu jitsu is what's special. And jiu-jitsu is so capable. And look at what it did. You had Hoist out there beating guys that were 60, 80 pounds heavier. Sometimes he was in the bottom of the fight, surviving, surviving, surviving. And then he would win from the bottom, which no one had seen that back in those days. So now my brother Henry and I oversee, you know, like you mentioned, 250 schools around the world. And we are very much focused and dedicated on getting those schools the jiu-jitsu that my grandfather, my uncles, my father, that has been just passed down through generation. Let's teach people how to defend themselves. Let's teach people how to protect their families and their loved ones. And let's more than that, let's give them a martial art that just changes the way, how they, the way that they look at life. And that's what we're doing now in our headquarters in Torrance, California. And now I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona, hanging out with you. Uh, that's amazing. Not Scottsdale. Phoenix, where are we? Phoenix. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's considered Scottsdale, but Phoenix. Scottsdale. Yeah, you know, in general, the, great, yeah. the, the, the Phoenix Valley. Uh, I love the background in it. Um, and I was thinking, you know, like how young are you seeing, how young are you really seeing some of these people, these kids start? I wanted to ask you that. Oh, again. there's
1: three, two, three, four year olds playing right. jujitsu. If the parent has very little expectations and understands that the big picture is just to get the child comfortable with contact, And just being close then they can be two three four years old no problem i feel like this is something that almost should be core
0: curriculum in the schools you know like you know how we i remember growing up physical education right Um, which i think is great you know i think we need that activity we need that mobility but i feel like if Something like this that has also life purpose behind it and flexibility and mobility, as you said, like coming into close contact with others, dealing with bullying, but then also de-escalating situations. I mean, there's a lot of life in jujitsu. So teaching them, I almost feel like it should be kind of core curriculum. Is there like a movement for that? I think (laughs) think there will be
1: a day where kids are doing jujitsu in school. Uh, it's very physical. People yeah. are still not used to it. Like the close contact is right. still a little strange. Right. I saw a kid the other day, he was 13 years old, watching a class, yeah. and he just didn't understand. Right. How are they laying on each other like that? Right. People haven't fully accepted that when learning self-defense, it's important to understand how to be on the ground on top of each other. People still think that self-defense might be just kick someone in the knee right. and then punch him in the throat and problem solved. But every day, we're seeing more and more videos of how fights go down mm-hmm. between children and adults, men and women. So we're learning that the importance of that close contact really makes a difference in how prepared you are. I, you know, that that did strike me because when I, I remember when um,
0: and the comfort, like, thank God, the, the per- person I partnered with in class, like he's a teacher. So thank God. Mm -hmm. But he immediately like wraps the legs around me. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm (laughs) on the ground. You know, (laughs) that's my first Is that your first time there? Yeah, that was my that was my first time ever. You know, so um, so I get that. But like immediately, though, um, again, there's such a level of respect that's also going on. So but yeah, I can see how, you know, people aren't expecting that close contact. And then um, I remember weeks back, uh, I reconnected with a friend of mine. And I think I was telling you about this. I reconnected with a a longtime childhood friend of mine and um, we were catching up and he was he was mentioning jiu jitsu and i said you know um interesting enough uh, i'm going to i want to try that i'm going to try that i you know i tried to my maga class he's like no 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 you know you don't understand you don't understand <laughs> he said i was like all right luke like what don't I understand he's like where does everything end up the ground and i was like that's true <laughs> you know he's like even if you don't want it to ultimately it can or maybe you want it to depending on you know of course the the situation and i was like oh i i like i get what you're saying he's like Go try jujitsu. I was like, well, actually, you'll never guess. So. I was like, I met and He's like, I met Iron? <laughs> I was like, yeah. It seems to be the reaction, you know. And he's like, oh, he's like, you know, take the class. Like, you'll see what I mean. And just kind of kept following up with me. But but he mentioned he's like, yeah, like it, it. may seem weird at first, but all his kids now do it too. Yes. And he sends me pictures, and I'm like, this is incredible. And so I I I yes, it's close contact, but isn't that like that's exactly what can happen in life, you know right? I mean, energetically Mm -hmm. (laughs) and physically. Um, and so I feel like it's teaching both. What, what do you think? Um, when we, when you were teaching the class last Saturday, um, you talked a lot about patience, you know, um, and whether you realize it or not, you were constantly, um, you were showing the different moves and like not to struggle, but to like feel. And the other thing that you were mentioning a lot of times was you never want to exert more energy than necessary you don't want to deplete yourself of energy you don't ever want to make yourself tired but you definitely want your opponent (laughs) to to become tired if in a situation where you're trying to de-escalate i would love for you to expand on that
1: yeah we were always you know our grandfather always stressed the importance of just being very aware of how much energy you're burning Yeah. And it's very easy to kind of get into a fight and really get emotional and get angry. And then before you know it, two minutes has passed and you're exhausted. So and the the way that we were able as kids to learn how to be so efficient and conserve energy was by learning survival skills. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like when you understand what you're getting yourself into. When you understand the positions, when you understand the dangers, when you understand what's possible in any given situation, you're able to relax. Because people are so unfamiliar with fighting and physical contact, when they get in a street fight, their whole body just seizes up and they go into panic mode, and then they essentially defeat themselves. So the goal with jiu-jitsu is that you spend time in positions that are very common in a street fight. It could be in a headlock, it could be under someone's just someone's on top of you, pinning you down with their body weight. These are very uncomfortable, these are very foreign things. But when you do it all the time, what happens when you land there eight months later? You say, oh, I've been here before, and now that rolls over into everyday life. So if you just sit with yourself and you say, you know what, where am I uncomfortable? Which is not an easy question to ask. What do I not want to deal with? What do I not want to face? When you really ask that question and then you find out what that is, you got to kind of move towards it. But you move towards it safely. You move towards it with support. You move towards it with, you know, with the mindset of I'm going to grow and I'm going to learn from this experience. It's very easy to avoid it. We, want, we avoid discomfort. Yeah. So if you chase discomfort, from a place and you already know when you get there, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be difficult. Then you're not surprised. Now, if you say, you know what? I I chase discomfort. But when I get there, you stress out and you overreact. It's almost, wait, what are you doing? You you knew you were going towards discomfort and now be in it for a little while. And jujitsu allows that to happen every single day, every class, every hour, if not multiple times per hour. You can put yourself in a position that you never really even knew imagined. And then once it's talked about, you say, oh, you're right. This is scary. This is real. And I can see why I need to know this. And then three minutes later or a minute later, you're being taught the answer. You're being taught a way to look at this differently, which then builds your confidence. Because how do you build someone's confidence? You give them a small challenge and then you help them overcome that small challenge. That's it. You do enough of those. Before you know it, it could be a seven-year-old child or a 47-year-old man. They're a little more confident than they were the day before.
0: Clarity. Uh, And, you know, one of the things I found that uh, I would say uh, avoiding pain is painful. (laughs) Avoiding discomfort is uncomfortable. Um, The more we avoid something, the more we can almost feel the stress of it, basically. And so what I found is um, it's just because maybe you hadn't sat with yourself or you hadn't thought about it or you hadn't become clear. And when we, when we sit with ourselves more, which is very hard for a lot of people, because everybody, especially in this world, especially in the macro is very go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. Their nervous system is probably just shot, you know, (laughs) because they're very go and having to sit with themselves means having to actually look at all the area. Like you said, look at the thing, like, do I like this? Do I not like that? Is this fulfilling me? Am mm-hmm. I prepared for this? Do I know these things? Should I be like looking into these areas of my life, health, finances, all these different things? And what happens when we start diving into all the things, there's a certain confidence that comes from like, okay, I, I have a little bit more clarity on these things. And that clarity allows you to kind of feel more prepared, if you will, if something should happen, because you now know that when life happens, which is completely uncertain, all the time like I I kind of was prepared for that like how'd you know like I didn't but I did because I looked at the things ahead of time and then I realized that maybe I should know this or I should you know um, work through it or uh, you know from health to finances or to like a street fight like do I ever expect to be in one no but it would be very nice to know that like I'm safe should somebody approach me I'm like oh I'm cool I got this you know it, it eases the nervous system a lot of times to actually lean in and be like, what
1: I don't know, I'd like to know. Yes, I agree. I think a little bit of discomfort has to happen before yeah. Oh, yeah. you reach that point. Oh, yeah. That's how I got there. And, it, and, it, <laughs> and that little bit of discomfort, just it's almost like you have to trick yourself. You have to remind yourself constantly that it won't be for that long. Right. It's a little bit of discomfort, but around the corner, you're right there, the comfort's coming in.
0: Yeah. I was reading uh, a, a book the other day from this one uh, famous rabbi about um, training the body, that the body will manipulate you unless you use it to, to, to trick yourself. M- meaning like um, he used a very simple example of like, I just want to indulge in all this chocolate cake. And then like, and then I'll go work out, which you don't. Mm-hmm. Versus like, you know what, I'm going to do this workout and then I'll eat anything I want afterwards, which, you know, ultimately, like you probably won't. Because you, you'll get the high from work the working out and that's the better thing for you. And you have to almost kind of trick yourself the way it's already been tricking you, you know, for like whether it's being lazy or whatever it is. But and the more we can just do that thing in real time, lean into what seems uncomfortable and it is, it can because we don't know it. So it's new or it's, it's heavy on the body or it's heavy on the mind, but mm-hmm. it's new.
1: And it's, I think it's brilliant when we're just like, all right, this might work. That's so <laughs> <No>. interesting. It <laughs> makes me think about coping mechanisms. Mm, yeah. In yeah. where my coping mechanisms are all very healthy yes. things. yes, yes. And that's, you know, I'm just kind of piggybacking on what you said about, you know, tricking the mind. Because there are people who, when they're uncomfortable, the things that they run towards are not the best things for them. Right. When they're stressed out. I run to the cold water. Yep. Or I run to riding a bike, or to organizing my house, mm-hmm. and or teaching jujitsu, or training jujitsu, or going to the gym. So you trick the mind and the body, true. and you just basically set yourself up where all the things that you do are yes. good for you. Yes. And then you very quickly realize that the things that are bad for you. You don't need those. Right. And I've had so many friends and so many students that had poor lifestyle kind of habits and just things that they, you know, vices that have dropped them because of the martial arts. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't tell you how many people, and that's probably one of the more rewarding things where they say, you know what? I've been 10 years sober now. Yeah. All because I started doing martial arts. And there are other things out there similar to the martial arts that you can replace you know, alcohol with or whatever it is. So it's just beautiful how you can trick the mind. I fully agree and I do it all the time and it brings me all kinds of peace to use all my strategies of coping. I'm gonna bring something up about the jujitsu in a minute, but um, it's interesting. I,
0: I was last week, I, I was looking around thinking, how did my house get so organized over? Cause like, I mean, literally I started this game that I play where find one to three things to get rid of every day, mm-hmm. like for this whole minimalist lifestyle and just looking at everything Has become so even more organized than ever before. These random things that we trick our mind of when I can't be in front of the computer anymore, I'll get up and like do the dishes. I'll get up and go for a two mile walk. I'll get up and like you said, you gravitate towards these things, and you realize that they're just better for your lifestyle overall. And um, versus what I used to reach for was all like you know just maybe whether it be food or laziness. Well, no, I was never really lazy, but you know whatever it might be to distract you, right, a distraction versus something that elevates you. And what I was thinking about with jujitsu when you were talking was I can see how it would change a person's overall lifestyle because it's not just working on your body. It's so working on your mind and your disciplines and your freedoms, which I always say discipline is freedom, but, um, and the way you approach things, uh, like there's something going on mentally and emotionally that is triggering. I feel like inside of you, uh, whether biologically or scientific, whatever it might be that, is now having the person rethink their other choices, right? Like, it's sort of like, oh, I don't really want to reach for the, like the alcohol, meaning that alcohol that used to give me that kind of high, like it doesn't feel the same as when I do body movement over here. Like I'm even noticing now I'll work out twice a day sometimes because my body is craving movement, which is the weirdest feeling. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm, that's new to me. I was not never really expecting that. And I'm like, oh, because that's where I'm getting the high from naturally. And certain things that used to give me the high aren't anymore.
1: You know, that might not have been as good. You know, I think it starts for people in jiu jitsu like performance. Like, I'm not gonna eat that junk food because I wanna perform better. So Mm -hmm. it starts from a place of I wanna do better just performing. And then they go a little deeper. You know what? My body is, this is my body. I have it for as long as I have it. Who knows? So I wanna take care of my health. And then it moves into, you know, let's let my body, I don't want my body to work so hard which is a more kind of advanced way of looking at health. Why would I put this in my body when I can choose something that is so much more efficient, so much, just a better fuel for my body. So it's kind of steps. And then the same thing goes for being patient. People are, they wanna be patient in jujitsu so they don't get arm barred and choked. And then they start becoming more patient in everyday life because they realize, you know what, patience can serve me. When we're in a road rage situation, patience can serve me in a meeting, in, my, in a board meeting. So where can I use patience to keep me from, you know, making a mistake or, you know, losing something or overreacting? So patience, it rolls over into everything. And I've had, um, I've had friends who say, man, he don't. if it wasn't for jujitsu, I would have snapped. Because mm-hmm. patience, think about how easy it is to take someone's words personally and start getting angry and offended when you are in a conversation with someone and then before you know it you're responding to that person as if they're threatening your life but they're not threatening your life they're just sharing something that they feel that they believe but when you can look at that person as not threatening your life you look at them as an equal or even you might look at them as someone you know what this is just someone who's just they're just doing them like the same way someone will attack you in jujitsu and they'll throw They'll try to armbar you. They'll try to choke you. They'll be pinning you down. They'll be grinding you a little bit. The person who's speaking to you is doing the same thing. So then you wait. You wait. You hold. 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 And then after they're done, you come with some strategy. You come with some patience, with some understanding. You don't just bark right back at them and get in this you know, huge argument you use jujitsu even in your response to someone. That if you didn't have jujitsu, if you didn't have that that patience and that confidence, you might have responded completely, you know, one hundred and eighty degrees in the other direction. The patience is huge,
0: and uh, it was interesting as you were just talking about um, that. It reminded me there was an old, and I brought this up I think before on another podcast. There's an old clip of Bruce Lee talking about um, attacks are not always physical they can be very verbal. And he said, so, you know, in the race for understanding the other person and not taking it personally, what does the body want to naturally do? He's like wants to, you know, like react right away. Mm-hmm. It wants to fight back. He's like, but your goal is to respond. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm not talking like Bruce Lee, but, <laughs> but he says, you know, the goal is to respond. He's like, how do we respond? We 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 stay first we stay neutral. Then the moment that the attack comes in, the patience to be like what am I feeling? Why am I wanting, is, is, is he triggering something in me? Is there something being like, this has nothing to do with that person. What am I feeling in that moment? And if you can understand the feeling and you can understand what's happening inside and what's that maybe connected to, and you can you know, get, an, get an understanding of that emotion, you will respond accordingly, not right away, but then over time, you'll learn to respond in like fractions of a second. In fact, you'll get so good at it is that you'll anticipate what people do or say long before they ever even do it. Because you've constantly trained yourself, you know, that that, that patience of kind of just, you know, human behavior. Yes. Uh, and uh, But it's that idea of responding, not reacting out of frustration and tension and stress. And I I remember, you know, you there was a couple of moments you were saying when you were teaching last Saturday um, that uh, you're like, don't tense up. Like, don't like if your body starts I mean, there's certain moves. Let's well we'll be clear about that, you know, uh when you're reaching under and you were showing me that move. But a lot of times the, the fluidity of not tensing up, because if you actually tense up, that can actually also hurt you even more. See again, like that physical as a metaphor for,
1: you know, life as yes. well. Yeah, and you you guess, I guess you need to tense up so many times because right. you need to know you need to feel it. where tensing up yes. will lead you. Yes. There so you they need to experience, you know, tensing up and getting tired and making mistakes. You know, fail forward. Yes. Make mistakes, but then take note. Yep. I and mean, we you know we call it recycling. See what you did. I did this, I tensed up. That's why this happened. And it might happen a hundred times. Yes. And then one day you'll realize that your tensing up is what's resulting in you getting choked. Or it's what's resulting in you continuing to get in these huge arguments. So and it, when it comes to the whole Bruce Lee thing about you know how you respond, the more you train, the more you hang out in the uncomfortable, the more you ask yourself, you know, where am I uncomfortable? Where do I not want to be? The more prepared you are, the more confidently, the more relaxed your sure. response will be. I mean, I've probably said no to four or five like major street fight opportunities where people were very verbally, you know, aggressive towards me, just insulting me verbally. But I could say that I didn't even feel my, my heart rate didn't even go up. I felt as relaxed as I feel, you know, changing a little kid's diaper. And, and that's because I know that that person is going through something and that they're just releasing that yes. negativity onto me. Yeah, And I'm just going to let them do it. And then maybe if they happen to cross the line, if they happen to step into my personal space, maybe I'll grab a hold of them. But not from a place of wanting to hurt them and fight them, but I'll grab a hold of someone because I'm protecting them from them and myself protecting them from them yes because if they attack me then i'm gonna stop the attack and i'm gonna control them and i'm gonna tie them up in a way and allow some time to pass yes because time does a lot it really helps it kind of de-escalates if you just hold someone for 30 seconds for a minute for a minute and a half and Jujitsu teaches this they go from being very angry from wanting to punch your face facing to just saying hey i don't know what i'm doing here i'm sorry can we be done <laughs>
0: it's so true <laughs> and and how much
1: jujitsu training uh, it takes yeah. to control someone like that is not nine years well that's a big misconception right you have to do the martial arts for 14 years before you get a black belt it's not the case you might have to train for 14 years before you get a black belt i'm sorry or maybe eight ten years but you can train for a year or two and have an understanding and a comfort that will be with you and you can carry and apply it to all areas of your life.
0: So it's, it's so, it's, it's so applicable to everything. Um, I once heard um, a well-prepared man counts for two. Yeah, My father <laughs> always said that. Yeah. That's so yeah. funny. Uh, and uh, he was one of my close friends that he came from Colombia and uh, spent a lot of time in Brazil. So maybe, you know, <laughs> there was girls, but he was always, and he would say it in such a thick accent. He's like, Matt, he was like a well-prepared man counts for two. And I was like, huh? I was like, yeah, it's true. And in this case, it's very it's very true because um, protecting people sometimes from themselves and then having the grace of, um, I found that the more I do the disciplines in all the areas of my life, the less I'm taking anything personally from anybody. And especially in situations like that, whether in a physical form or even in a business form, like I'll sit there, <laughs> so calm. And I remember there was even one person who was like, how could you be so calm all the time? And I'm like, you know, it almost catches you off guard. Like, well, calm heads prevail. <laughs> so let's let's just stay focused. It's not allowed.
1: They're <laughs> mad at you for being that calm.
0: Actually, that 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 did happen <laughs> one time. I'm like, okay. And he's like, I can't tell if you're just messing with me. And I'm like, I'm listening. I'm giving you the time. Like, I want to hear and understand what's going on with you because I know that I did these things well, and so. I have to honor that too, but I want to listen to you to heal the frustration of what's going on with you to see how I can maybe mitigate that. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's more of like obviously a business setting versus a street fight. But it's the same thing. It's like I'm hearing you, and you know, listen, like you, know, you just need time to cool down. Sure. You Just need time to cool down. You know, like you know, I will not cool down. You're like, if you cross the line, I will drop you where you stand. <laughs> but in a healthy, keep you protected from you. You yes. know, and um, just to give you time to
1: let it all out and you know breathe and time. <laughs> so time is such a powerful thing yes imagine if any time someone did something that offended you or you were in a situation that was a you know heated conversation it could be work family life in the street if before you responded you waited a minute Mm -hmm. 60 seconds you just sat there and maybe you even you know kind of repeated what they said to you. You just sat with what they said. You kind of confirmed, is this what you're saying? And you sit with that for 60 seconds. I feel like the response will be completely different than if you responded immediately. And that's how I think of fighting. When you land in a position, someone attacks you. You take them to the ground and now you're on top of them. You should wait 60 seconds before moving forward. Because if you respond immediately, you'll probably want to punch them. You'll want to choke them. But instead, you just stay there. You just hold. Mm-hmm. Allow time to pass. And then 60 seconds later, you say, you know what? I'm going to talk to this person. And then I'm going to stand up and I'm going to walk home. I'm going to leave. So allowing some time to pass, I would say, is probably like the first thing anybody can do. That's, that's you doing jujitsu. Yeah. Just wait a little bit before you respond when you brought up in
0: class, allowing that time in between, too, is they're exerting a lot of energy. So you're also allowing the the, the puffed up energy, the anger energy, whatever energy out, which is probably why after a minute, they're like, okay, I feel better. <laughs> or like, I think I've had enough, you know? Um, and so time in general, and even the principles you were saying, whether it's in a relationship, like with a, with a spouse, or with, um, you know, your business partners, or with family, friends, you know, all things, I, I think it, it applies, It's like, allowing the ability of time to work in your favor, not against you. And a, a, you, a point that you brought up to, uh, I, I just did a personal podcast episode, literally, the title is, Are You Stealing Time from God this morning? Are you stealing time from God? So when we react, and we donate, or we give away that time to things that should we be giving that time away that the expression came from a friend of mine who said that when we are doing things that work against us for us in time are we still in the time that was given to us while we're here are we still in time from god are we still in time from our souls from ourself and i was like ooh, you know that hits hard when you think about like how are we using time and in this case especially like you know not feeding into it but allowing it like the space to breathe and actually you know, elevate from there versus like, <laughs> you know, versus making it worse than it might be, which is what I think a lot of times happens is, especially in fighting, people want to like, just, you know, beat the hell out of each other, exerting all of that energy, and both come away losers versus like, both coming away with a, a, a life still intact and ready to like, you know,
1: move on from there. Right? Yeah. It's, I mean, maybe it's a man thing, more than a woman thing. In going, the time either? I think about like how men just want to respond. Not even respond, they they react. They oh, think yeah. they're responding, but they're reacting. Yes. And you know, my wife will very often share something <laughs> to me, and I will feel this need to very quickly solve it and respond like da da word, word, words, words. Where really, as so many of us have heard, is what she wants is that I just listen. So if I could just listen to my wife for 100 seconds, for 120 seconds, I can practice that. And I can also practice listening to someone. It could be another person. It could be, like you said, in business and outside in the street in life. And the same thing goes for someone in a fight. When someone's attacking me, but I'm defending myself for 120 seconds, I'm listening to them while they're attacking I'm not getting angry at them for attacking because I'm prepared. If I wasn't prepared, it would be very hard to listen to them. But because I'm prepared physically, I can listen to this person who's attacking me for a minute and a half. I can watch them burn energy. I have the understanding and the confidence to know that they're exhausting. And I have the understanding and confidence to know that my wife just needs to share what she's feeling. It could be my wife, it could be my best friend, it could be my partner, it could be my brother, it could be whoever. They're just sharing what's happening in their world and I need to just hold and hold and hold. That's a perfect analogy.
0: The uh, same book that I was reading it was talking about when I heard prepared, I heard connected. Because uh, in the same book it was saying that when man is not connected to himself or his heart or his soul or you know, God, God will work through a woman. And the analogy was that a woman will say something not for us to react, but so we can listen in all the layers for the things we can't even see. What's happening emotionally? It's not about what they're saying. It's in fact a lot of times it's about what they're not saying. Because then, man, he, the book, the author was saying that then men will take time to reflect. Is there an area in my life somewhere that I am disconnected and not paying enough attention to? Am I missing something? Am I, you know, or are there layers within this person? That they're needing something that I can't see and I have to hear, you know, the layers, not the words, right? And mm-hmm. so it's interesting when you say that, like I hadn't thought about applying that to fighting. Absolutely, because they're release, they're they're saying so many things that are not even related to that. And I've even found that in business. I'm like, oh, like you find out something's going on in their home, but they're like trying to like, how dare you do this and do that? Like, what's
1: going on? <laughs> you, know, like, you said at the beginning, we're all connected. Yeah. So, to really look at someone and, like, man, like just not taking something personal. Yeah. It's such like a, you know, kind of, it's, it's, it's a little bit overused. Right, right. I mean, don't take it personal. Don't, don't take it personal. So but it really it. is beautiful. Yeah. And this idea of men, like, it's very scary to kind of step back and look at, hey, what can I do different? I don't really love when my wife tells me, hey, you do A, B, and C. I don't like hearing <laughs> that. I want to be perfect. Right. I'm, a, I'm where I am, and I'm good, and I'm complete, and there's nothing for me to fix in my life. But if she delivers it in a careful way, yes. then I appreciate it, and I'm open to working on it. And oftentimes, maybe we're not exposed to the shortcomings and the things that we need to work on in the most gentle way, so then we continue, We we kind of close up. And if you want to be... You know if you want someone to grow and someone to do better it's helpful that you consider how you deliver the message to them so you can't really you know especially men it's it's, i can only speak on men because i'm a man and i you know i know so many men but really be gentle about where i'm messing up be gentle about my shortcomings and explain to me maybe how i can help i can overcome those And I'm more likely to, you know, take your advice and and, Mm -hmm. and grow and move in that direction. I mean, we can go in that whole direction, you know, (laughs) but I I think that's, I think it was
0: key what you just shared, both for men and women, Um, because I have found that when women are very, like they are, they're designed intuitively intuitively and connected so deeply to their heart. So when they approach that way, um, us that way with that level of grace and understanding, even if it's got a firmness to it you respect it and you're like i'm listening to this you know there's something here when it's delivered otherwise (laughs) you know you start to both feel the energies kind of like clash in a way that's why we we basically really have to ground in you know the nature of who we are and then be listening for you know and approaching each other with that each that level of grace but interesting how so in the home and on the mat you know very similar mm-hmm. that's what i mean Jitsu seemed like it had a lot of these same qualities of life where um uh like it was interesting when you were showing somebody was trying to move away um versus deal like like if they were trying to roll over and you're like wait hang on a second you know come back here because you're like protecting the situation yourself and even that person in some way because they might if they might roll away do something else from Uh, you know, rolling away and then trying to like attack again, you know, and you're trying to kind of whittle down their energy, take the time to like, let me get you calm, let me get you calm. And it's, it's interesting as a, as a martial art, it feel, it felt more like trying to get you back into you. And then we can probably just part.
1: Yes. So the situation you're explaining for people who are listening is if you're holding someone down and they want to run away, I don't want them to get away because if they get away, they might attack me again differently they might run and grab a stick or a weapon they might just simply run away and I'm okay with that but I'm not sure they might run and attack somebody else I could be protecting a loved one so keeping them underneath my control for you know 100 seconds Mm -hmm. 120 seconds will do a lot in changing how they feel how aggressive they actually are and that's something that I know because I have watched so many fights and it doesn't take much for someone to reach a level of full exhaustion. And when you're tired, you become a lot nicer, mm-hmm. especially in a, in a fighting realm. Like, yo, I have nothing left. Yeah. I'm sorry. Just please don't hurt me. <laughs> and because I know that I'm not going to hurt the person, yeah. I don't. I, they, they don't know. They're afraid for their life, so they're trying to run away. But when I keep holding them, I keep holding them. I know that they're scared. But eventually they'll start to pick up on the fact that I'm not as big of a threat as they may have otherwise thought, which is kind of cool. And I could even speak to them. You can Mm -hmm. talk to someone and say, hey, I'm not going to hurt you. I don't even want to fight you. Are we cool here? And for me to have that ability to speak in the middle of a fight, it again only comes from the preparation that happens over years. It's interesting uh, interacting with them long
0: enough to realize that the mirror that they're seeing Um, you know, you're going to hurt me, you're going to hurt me goes away because they only think that because that's what they were intending to do in the first place to you. And that if you give them enough time, they calm down and say like, oh, he's not treating me the way I'm treating him. Okay. Like maybe I'm safer to let my guard down. You know, it's like, it's very psychological and emotional all at the same time.
1: Yeah. We we grew up kind of being told like how badly you beat someone up will kind of define your level of how how manly you are, Hmm. right? And what does a man want to be if not man enough, right? right? We want to be on how much of a man are you? That's why we have gyms. The gym is not so people can, very few people are going to the gym because they want to, you know, protect their body and give it armor so that they can live a long, healthy life. It's because the bigger the muscles you have, the more manly you are and because look at you look tougher it's just it's a man thing which i'm okay with that and jujitsu, in many ways does that it makes you feel more manly and i'm okay with that now it also makes you more human because jujitsu teaches you to protect yourself and your opponent and your attacker so A person is taught as like, I remember being a kid and, you know, someone would say or do something. I'm a a teenager and they would say, man, he don't, are you going to let him talk to you like that? (laughs) As if I need to go over there and like represent and beat him up for speaking to me in this way. And I never really took that bait and like went and did something more. I I might like say something, but I never really got very physical because someone might have verbally offended me. And, but there are so many men all around that if they get in a fight, they have to hurt the person. They have to punch them because they don't have anything else. They have to do so much that it pretty much, you know, puts their attacker kind of out of commission. It has to finish the fight because if I don't finish you, you might finish me. Mm -hmm. So if I get in a street fight tomorrow, I have no doubt that the person that I'm fighting is in fear for their life, but they've never been in better hands
0: you know, when you're talking about what makes a real man, I was thinking a character, your character is what's going to ultimately define yourself as a real man. Being prepared for any situation and then choosing how you respond. Because yes, growing up, that is, that is a form of manliness that's taught. And I remember it was the same in like, in business, it was like, there's always a winner, there's always a loser. I disagree with that 100%. I absolutely fundamentally disagree with that. I'm like. Either we all win or I'm not in. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were many situations I walked away from where the person wanted the money, took the money, did whatever, and I'm like, "Have it. I'll make it again. Go. Go." And a lot of people thought my grace was like kind of like, "Why, you know, it, justice and it was wrong." I was <laughs> like, "You don't know, get. I was like, "Well, one I believe in me and my ability to like, you know, it's like, "Hey, just just go. Like allow allow it for whatever it needs to be." um, versus getting so riled and rustled up about it, because if we get egged on, we get pulled into that energy. And, and so, but you know, what we were saying about like the, I was thinking like, wow, it's, it's really your, the, your, what makes you a real man ultimately is it's great to be prepared, but it's great to choose how you respond. And that ultimately like your character Mm -hmm. is what then, you know, what makes us a, a real man and the ability that we can, I think, That's if we take on the responsibility and accountability of working on the body, working on the self-defense, working on the finances, working on the health, working on the relationships, working on all these things. Yeah, We are more equipped as a man, quote unquote, to, you know, to handle life's challenges accordingly from good decision making. Right. Yeah.
1: You know, I I feel like you're kind of saying that when you take care of yourself you're a better person in all areas of life. Yes. But often, people don't make the time to take care of themselves. Very so, often, yeah. So then when they're in a situation in life, yes. they're not fair to the person that they're working with. Maybe they're very short with someone, they're, they lack patience with a child. That's yes. because they're not taking care of themselves. And I think of myself like when someone asked me, like, hey, you know what, I want you to come here and do this job. It could be in another state. And I say, you know what, this is my price for me to do that. Yeah. I often ask them, how does that feel for you? Because more important than the amount of money that I'm making in that, on that weekend is mm. the fact that I'm able to spread my message, the message of my grandfather, of Carlos Gracie, of the Gracie family, that I'm able to share this art of jujitsu jitsu with the people in that area. So oftentimes they'll say, you know what, that's a little tough. Based on where we are, that doesn't make sense. Great. I'm so glad you told me because yeah. I could have said this is my price and that's the end of it. But I'm glad you told me let's lower it because I want to yes. work with you guys. Like you said, if we don't both win, I'm not in. Right. And my brother Henner is always like, yo, it's got to be a win-win. Yeah. Now, sometimes we don't have we, the time and energy away from my life and my business and my family doesn't make sense unless it's for the price that I asked. But in many cases, there is wiggle room we want to work with you and the thing is this i didn't even know you a month and a half ago yeah and think about all the people in the world how everybody is connected through someone i have no idea who i walked by downstairs that knows someone who knows someone who knows someone it's not six degrees of separation when it comes not this day and age no it's like four degrees (laughs) and then once you do jujitsu it's i feel like it's three degrees because jujitsu is just like boom just spreading and spreading So you never know who you're talking to, who you're working with, what opportunities are around the corner. So constantly working on yourself and treating others like they may one day be, you know, a close friend, a connection is the way that we're here working together right now.
0: Yeah, so it's so true. And it it happened literally, uh, like you said. Four degrees. It was more like at this point two. I mean, <laughs> the internet world—it was crazy, you know. I, I saw it was like uh, Doctor Ricky, you know, and Alexis, and then it was like Rob Kirkland out in LA, and like <laughs> these we people, like, oh, you guys know each other, you know? It's like, yeah, you guys know each other. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> very quick. How, you see how quick it is, and and I think that's also the beauty about the interconnectedness. Before we jumped on the podcast, we um, we were talking about do you sleep well at night, and I want to bring that up. I want to circle back around that because, um, you know, we can cue that up. You can kind of go on that whole, like, I, so for everybody listening, I brought up uh, on about um, going home at night. Like it's not about, you know, okay, so you get into this street fight, you're defending yourself. You're obviously quote unquote winning. You don't got to beat the guy to a pulp to get out of the situation. You want to, as you guys have all now heard, you're trying to cool down the situation so you can both just, you know, go home and the idea of playing for like just want to go home, keep my world safe, continue to keep my world safe and and you know, live for another day. And then you brought up about the, you know, do I sleep well at night? Because not the guilt. And I wanted you to talk about that. Yes.
1: And speaking of going home at night, it's it's actually easier to get in a street fight and just simply stay safe and then walk away. It's a little harder, it's more training to get in a street fight, defend yourself and beat the person up. So for people out there who want to learn self-defense, the goal is to learn an art that allows you to stay safe. Maybe a minute and a half passes, and then you stand up and you leave. That is victory. Now, if you get in a street fight, the everyday person gets in a fight, and very often I hear people say, I'm a lover, not a fighter. It's a very common thing people mm-hmm. say. That's why I don't do martial arts, is I'm a lover. Now, if you're a lover, that means that you don't train the martial arts in the very like, I'm a lover, but I train the martial arts. But let's just say that most people out there who say that don't train the martial arts. What happens is if they get in a fight and they're in fear of their lives, what do they do? They have to be excessive with their force. Mm -hmm. And then they might end up hurting someone more than that person needed to be hurt. Now, because they don't know anything else, they punch you in the face 10, seven times, and now the guy's got a broken tooth, he's unconscious. And now when you go home, You have to live with that. There's already going to be so much adrenaline because you got in a street fight. But on top of that, you knock someone out and you broke their tooth. And who knows? They're on the concrete unconscious. And now who knows what's happening with their health? They hit their head in the ground. And I believe that most people are going to feel that. There's a sense of like, man, there's a guilt. Even though they started the fight with you, there might be some guilt because we're human. And we care about people. So, whereas when you learn jujitsu, you can fight someone. And like I said earlier, you can control them. And you could just protect yourself and them. And then when I go home, I might be excited because I got in a fight and that's exciting. Mm-hmm. But no one got hurt. Right. I don't have to call a doctor. I don't have to call the police. Nothing. Matter of fact, if a police officer watched me fight someone, they would probably, at the end of it, just... Say, okay, have a good day and walk away. There, you don't arrest me because I'm not even fighting. I am just controlling. And controlling people is something that you don't want to do in everyday life. You want to not control your kids, you know, your friends, your business partners. But when it comes to jujitsu, I want to control you from being able to do the harm that you want to do. So I'm defending myself by controlling you so you cannot harm me. I'm controlling you so you can't get away and potentially hurt, you know, someone else. So a little bit of control is good in that context. But yeah, I sleep great at night, not only because of how I practice jujitsu, but also my just general outlook and my 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 fairness how I exist. I'm a fair person. I don't want more than what makes sense and I care about everybody who I come into contact with and I want to help everybody. So there's never any doubt that I'm doing. And actually, I did something yesterday that I felt bad about, that I felt guilt. And it affected my sleep for like five minutes, which is a very rare thing. But I I ended up kind of healing that within myself. I could share it. But all by way of saying is that I very rarely struggle with sleep. And that was your original question. Yeah. Should we go into my mistake? Do you want to share your mistake? Oh, <laughs> I feel like I want to share my mistake. There was a young kid watching a jujitsu class with mm-hmm. his parents. Mm-hmm. And I was explaining to the young kid how he was 13 years old and how this is something that is not normal, very physical. And, he, and I was explaining how it's not human nature to want to beat up a fellow human. It's not, we don't want to punch someone in the face. Even though we might be scared, we might do that in some cases, this kid and his parents were sitting there so in trying to further explain how you can fight someone and defend yourself against someone without hurting them i said yeah i could beat up your dad without <laughs> hurting him and then i'm like man me saying saying that i can beat up your dad might not feel good for a kid to hear that your dad will get beat up because your dad is like your superhero. right? <laughs> and then the dad yeah. was sitting right there. And he might have even felt like, man, like I kind of minimized him a little bit by saying I can beat him up. Now, even though everybody, unless he's like a UFC fighter that I haven't met yet, I don't even know about. But everybody probably knows the truth that I can beat him up. But I said it trying to be very clear how I could fight your father and not hurt him. But I said, I can beat up your dad and not hurt him. I shouldn't have said beat up. Both, because that's his hero, and the dad was right there, and the mom was right there, the (laughs) wife. So there could have been three egos that were a little bit hurt by my statement. So when I laid down in my van last night to go to sleep, I'm like, oh, why did I say beat up? So stupid. And I don't even know their names. Well, I know the boy's name, but I forget the parent's name, and I don't have their phone number, so I can't even apologize for saying that because it was a little bit inappropriate.
0: Well, that just also shows you how much heart you have that you're in the humility to even be thinking about that in the first place. Yeah, and you I know?
1: noticed it like half an hour later, 15 minutes later, I'm like, man, they they had left the building. Yeah. And I'm like, I miss my opportunity when, to say I'm sorry. When I'm hardest on myself, I have good people
0: to remind me. Uh, like That just shows you how much heart you have. I'm like, ooh, like, you know, because we to, to the ability to wanna care about that, you know yeah and uh and so yeah and this, this episode will find them i'm sure <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> that's the hope that's so no but i mean uh but i but i i i get it and you know the other thing too is your intention behind it was like you know as an example but i i hear you you know words right how do our words how do our, how can our words ultimately you know like affect um you know our everything so um something happened with the sound yeah, yeah. You hear that too, right? Testing, testing, testing. Can you hear me? You're great. Is mine working? I think mine's working well.
1: My headphones aren't working, I don't think.
0: But keep going. All right, yeah. I mean, here, keep talking. I'm actually gonna take a note at Do you hear it out here? No. Okay. We're at minute 58, so we're good. (laughs) We're doing great on time. How are Mm -hmm. you doing on time? Yeah, 25, 30 minutes, whatever feels good. Okay. Um let's try this du, 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 du. can you hear yourself in there? I can hear myself okay, great and time I'm back in good, good heart <laughs> good heart well yeah, and intention right so um you know how does that you you already had good intention for what you were trying to say yes and I think that that uh, actually also really affects the situation too mm-hmm. it's like so but yeah you know um a heart centered man is also like taking the time to like pff, what could I have you know in my mastery in my growth how could I have you know handled words differently because we're not perfect either and we don't get better with you know without these of situations as well right
1: yeah what a great mistake to make and now moving forward the next time I'm speaking to a family I will make sure to word it differently
0: there you go I know I you know I was just talking to a friend the other day and I was like what would you do differently the next time what would you take from this moving forward Starting at the beginning.
1: And it's like these type of questions we can ask ourselves. That's or, a great podcast. Right? What would you do differently? You do and different? it's a story. Yeah. And then it's how it'd be done differently. It's a short one because somebody's podcast hour and a half, three hours, it's like, <laughs> come on. I know. Well, I mean, you know, Rogan gets the listeners all the Actually, people listen to these
0: episodes all yeah. the way and I'm like, I'm sorry. My shorter podcast is like twenty minutes, fifteen minutes. I'm like, Oh. That's my that's, style. That seems to be the, the yeah, that's that's I got rap. two young kids. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Who are not here right now. So yeah. everybody that's
1: listening. <laughs> that's why we're going longer. Let's yeah. keep going. What but um,
0: what do you have coming up right now? Like that, you got a lot of stuff that's coming up right now, right? That, I mean, you're
1: like, talking about in jiu-jitsu
0: world, yeah, just your world, jujitsu, and you know, then you're you're teaching overseas, and you got cool stuff coming up. Yeah,
1: I have. I'm doing a firearms course this weekend. Right, I've never trained firearms in my life, and I want to train them. Like I want to get good with firearms from from a place of fun, learning something new. Mm-hmm. I'm a complete white belt, and then I have a, I have an event. I'm going to Italy I'm doing a tour in Italy of jiu-jitsu. Mm. and then I'm going to London. There's an event community.
0: Yes, community.
1: Russell Brand. Yep.
0: Do you want to talk about that? Because you're you
1: are you are you Yeah, Russell Brand with um, a few of his friends, and he calls them friends and guests. And it's like basically it's a three day camping event outside of London somewhere. I'm not even mm-hmm. sure where it is. It's probably near a river, near some water, and the idea is music community, sustainable living, and just good vibes, and people helping, and sharing, and growing, and it's the event is getting big. It's probably gonna be 4,000 plus people from what I'm hearing. I'm very excited to be there. My wife and my kids are going. I'm gonna teach Jiu Jitsu at this event. We're gonna have kids classes, women's only classes. We'll have like some more intermediate level training. Just all, they have a room, a, a huge tent, dedicated to jujitsu. So I would imagine, you know, three, four hours of jujitsu each day. And yeah, the events in July, which July is a nice month to be in England. It's one of the warmer months. So I'm really excited to go. And this is, um, something that I've never been a part of before. I think they had it maybe once or twice before, and now I'm going to be there. And this is, you know, yeah, he's expanding this, it seems like. And, uh,
0: uh, that's incredible. Yeah, July is actually a great month for, yeah. for England. It's like, what, you got one week all year. That's, that week when the sun is out is what I remember. <laughs>
1: um, no, that's incredible. And then Italy, so you got Italy, you've got- Yeah, you Italy, London, and we have, you know, there's always something I'm doing. A, I teach law enforcement a lot, so we have a big right. course for law enforcement. We have courses all around the country. You know, 40 to 50 courses a year. And I'm doing one in Fort Benning, Georgia. I'm doing one in North Carolina. So I have different ones. I have one in Napa, California. So I'm driving to a few of those. I'm excited. I got this van that I'm living in now. I just go live for like three days, seven days. I do these short trips in the van with my family or no family. Both, you know, ways are fine by me. I love it all. And just really, you know, be on the ground and be near people and just visiting small schools around the country. I love to meet people at different jujitsu schools. And just say hello and be in people's energy. It's so fulfilling. Mm. You know, the money you make for doing your job is one thing. But the people you meet, the people you help, the smiles, the small conversations. It could be two minutes, could be ten minutes talking to someone a little bit. Sometimes I'll exchange a phone number. You know, I met some people in Sedona. I met someone who lives here who teaches, you know, shotgun Firearm training. I met him last night. Maybe I'll meet with him in San Diego in six months. He's going to be there for a course. So I'll go learn a day of shotgun training. And I'm not a really big weapons person. People are listening like, who is this guy? No, I am zero weapons. I don't like guns. But it's just something completely new outside of my comfort That's you know, it kind of falls in alignment with the work that i am in which is a lot of law enforcement stuff i help we help so much law enforcement so to better understand weapons just you know firearms for fun
0: you know i love that you bring that up i i only got into firearms because of it's better to know what to do with them so you don't have to use them
1: Oh, yeah, I don't and, want a firearm yeah, to carry yeah. one so, around. Similar to
0: jiu it's like, just how do you de-escalate? I mean, somebody can tell if you, like, know how to use it. So, like, you know, and it was interesting. I, a friend of mine, unfortunately, passed away from a, an unfortunate accident. So his father gifted me my first firearm. And so I was like, you know what? It's time to learn. It's about four years, three years ago, four years ago. And I was like, it's time to start learning. And, and it's interesting because I was listening when you're talking about even whether firearms, jiu whatever. It's like the knowing so you are prepared so you hopefully never have to use it you know because like, i'm not a weapons person even though it's like you start adding you, yeah. know, you do the tat like now I've done tactical training one and two and then you start doing like pistol you know class one and two and then it just keeps escalating in terms of more from white belt on up right mm-hmm. and and it's interesting the amount of breath work that comes from it it's all breath work controlling your emotions the education is unbelievable i i was not i didn't know what to expect but it was very like you know, how do you understand your emotions? How do you stay fluid in your, in your body? How do you uh, breathe? Everything is the breath work as you are, you know, um, as you are firing and, you know, how are you moving around in like tactical training? How do you, and it's like, you, you know, the, the Navy Seals are like 90 some percent is uh, the hope of never having to use the firearm. Mm-hmm. Knowing and having strategy, what's going on in and around your entire world so that way, hopefully, you never have to use it. And then even if you have to use it, um, hopefully, you've controlled the situation enough to that you don't even even if you're within your right, you don't have to use it. Yeah. Even if you're within your right. And he was like, because we hope to not have to use it, but you've controlled the situation and they know you know how to use it. They're like, I'm done. And you're like, we cool here. So that's how and they taught that in, in tactical training, too. And I was like, oh, it's interesting. Like, so it's very much about not having to use it. So imagine if that was the training.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's, there's so mm-hmm. much more to learning it Right. than I could, people could ever imagine. Yeah. Which I guess that's for anything, right? Everything is so much yes. more, there's so much more depth right. to all the things that are out there that are available f- to us to learn. Yeah, and that
0: is, what, what I, it was either Aristotle or Plato. I know that which I don't know. Everything, <laughs> nothing. Oh wow. Right. <laughs> Forever a student, always a teacher. Um, where can everybody find you online? How can they get in touch with you or how can they learn more about all the different programs you've got? Yeah,
1: GracieUniversity.com. Yeah, that's the... We allow people to try a couple lessons. We let everybody, you know, do, I don't know, a couple free lessons on there. And it's very, people are very surprised as to how much they can learn online with a friend or two. Yeah. So you get a friend or two, it could be a, a nephew, a sibling, and you practice online, be your child, if it's your spouse, it's possible, but sometimes it's a little difficult, you know, when partners practice together, uh, unless they're very, very good in the communication skills. But yeah, being um, <laughs> practicing a technique or two at home mm-hmm. and then seeing what you can learn at home. The lessons are taught in a way to where it's so basic, and that's often a lot of people's introduction to jujitsu. Yeah, is they start at home on a little, you know mat at home on some carpet. And then before you know it, they do 10, 15, 20 lessons and say, you know what, I'm going to find the jujitsu school near me. And when finding a jujitsu school, we suggest that you find one that has a beginner program, Mm -hmm. one that has an entry level course. So that way they have a, they got a plan (laughs) for you. They can take care of you. You know what, you have no experience. They don't put you in a role with somebody to practice with people who are very experienced, but they start you off very slow. And there are so many schools that are learning this uh, every day. And we have a list, like I said, on GracieUniversity.com of all schools that mm-hmm. teach our beginner programs. But yeah, and then all over social media, uh, Hedon Gracie. Hedon is pronounced with an H, but it's R-Y-R-O-N. Mm-hmm. And then Gracie, which it was very challenging as a kid. All my friends would say everything else but Hedon. And then my father very patiently taught them and taught them. And now people, you know, they're figuring it out. Yeah, well, you know, no one will get
0: your name wrong because even if uh, somebody does, I've noticed they're very like Iron. like, and they they're like
1: they they're you're yeah. represented very well apparently. Well, they <laughs> want they correct it. Oh yeah, 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 they do. Well, there's a certain people feel good that they know. So if yes. you say it wrong, they'll say no, he don't, Absolutely. he don't. They're he don't. always right. trying to help, and right. that's because they love jujitsu. Yeah, I noticed that they they're doing that because of what I've shared with them. Mm-hmm. That's where it's in the jujitsu context. So when you pronounce my name incorrectly, they're like, "Hold on, He don't right. he, he gives <laughs> us so much. Yeah. The least you can do is say his name right.
0: Hundred <laughs> percent. You know, it's it's. I uh, I went to a school that had um seventy percent uh foreigners, and um a lot of times foreigners would give um their they would create American nicknames. I'm like, no 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 no, like I want to I want to learn your full name, and they always looked at me like, especially because the school was here in the U.S. so they were like. Uh, Okay, I was like, no, I like the there's um there's a lot of uh, energy in a name. Uh, My mother taught me this a long time ago that the respect that comes from a name, um, there's energy like birthed out of it, and like so to actually speak the person's name out loud and actually say the full name. And so even when I was using like foreign versions of my name, she's like, it's Matthew. (laughs) Wow. Like okay, so no
1: Mateo. (laughs) And there's a very similar feeling from my father and in the Gracie family. Learn the person's name. And learn the person's name, and use it yeah. in class. Yes, and sometimes I might forget a name, <laughs> but when as you use people's names more and more, it helps you remember their names. And then they feel like you know what? Wow, this person there's a, there's a connection here. They yeah. there's a care and yes. there's a respect. Even though my respect and care is the same, if I forget your name, they they feel like mm-hmm. all right. They, that's mm-hmm. the least they can do is remember their name and use it so yeah it's cool that your father was that suggested that you use the real names with your father or my mother your mother my mother yeah she's like
0: you are aware about the importance of a name right yeah <laughs> i'm like well maybe you're gonna tell me now it's beautiful yeah the other thing uh, when you were mentioning about the respect of the community i was noticing that too uh you know at the um last saturday because you were you'd mentioned you know you said hey everybody it's matt's first time and everyone's like oh that's you know that's great and then um, and then, you know, Vince, as, as the the partner that I had in class, he was like, you know, how you doing? How you holding up? And it was great, actually, man. Thank God I've been like training the last three or four years because that actually I, I didn't even hurt the next day. Like this was it was great. You did move. not hurt. No, I did not. I mean, you know, I, I felt I had a, um, tired. I, I felt a little tired for sure. For sure. I mean, that was a three hour you know class, um, but it was nice to feel. Like, oh, okay, like this feels good on the body. It just felt really good. But I love that you also checked in. You're like, hey, it's been an hour. Are you good? I'm like, yeah, let's keep going. You know, not out of, um, you know, like if I, I learned to really also listen to my body too. I was actually supposed to go on a hike that Sunday morning with my mentor. And I'm like, hey, listen, I was like, I did three, three hours of jujitsu yesterday. I'm like, I would like to ease in the day. I'll meet you at 10 a.m. for, you know, our meetup for some other things. Yeah. About the
1: community. People are very, people want to help. Yes. I've noticed that. And I don't think this is only in jiu-jitsu. Mm. I think this is everywhere. Yeah. But it requires a little bit of vulnerability. And humility. And humility, <laughs> which it's very difficult. Right. So it's, people are afraid to be vulnerable because they don't know how someone might kind of handle mm-hmm. that information. Right. Whereas when, maybe when you're in high school, if you were vulnerable, they might make a joke. Yep. or they might not really care for you the same way that people care today. But because we're all getting so many new friendships every day, and we're meeting so many people, we understand the importance of caring for our fellow humans. So when it comes to Jiu-Jitsu, and I say, Hey, it's Matt's first day, like eight people might have clapped, right? There was a little bit of clapping that happened. I didn't expect people to clap, but they did what they felt. Yeah. They were proud of you for trying your first class. And maybe a couple might have came over and said hello like later on. And yeah. like, hey, thanks for being here. Introduce themselves. Because it makes a big difference. When you're in an environment that's new and you meet two, three, four people compared to being in some place that is new and you don't know anybody. How yeah. long are you going to hang out if you know nobody? I went to a gym the other day here in town and I didn't know anybody. But I'm me. So I did my job and I was done. But I can imagine if it was a gym in Los Angeles, I would know three, four, five people. And yeah. it just changes the whole experience. Yeah. And oftentimes people... They, what they want is a little bit more community, a little bit more connection. They need a place to meet people and hang out with people. And stepping into a place like a jujitsu school, which is a very kind of scary, very intimidating environment, it will yield that if you give it some time. And I just try to like boost that for you. Where you know, by and and I'm sure that every single person in that room remembers their first day. Some of them, it was one class, I'm sorry, one hour, and it was in a completely different school. Some was in that school, some have good experiences, some have bad experiences. And if they have bad experiences, I'm glad they kept training. If they had good experiences, they're just looking at you like, man, we're happy for this guy, and he's gonna have a blast. Yeah, so yeah, community, you know, and that's everything. And they did, there was a Harvard study that I just heard about recently, and they concluded that the number one reason for, I guess, you know, people having, you know, successful, healthy, and just long, living a long life and a great life is meaningful relationships. Yeah. It's the simplest thing. So success, you one could argue, is meaningful relationships.
0: I saw Russell Brand talk about community on Joe Rogan. And I thought that was really he was talking about like I don't want to misphrase him, but he was talking about um, a lot about how moving more and more towards all these micro communities, you know, that help fulfill so many of our different needs um, is happening more and more um, like sovereign self-governing, you know, communities, uh, even necessarily from a living standpoint, but just from like for the for the needs that we have, whether it's, you know, self-defense or for breath work or for spirituality Mm -hmm. or for health or for like all of these different areas and that there's a a huge mass migration to all these communities sometimes they're actually all you're working with each other as well, too. Yes. Um, because of, um, you know, the, that's the beauty, the, the pro one of the pros, many pros on side of the internet and being able to find each other globally <laughs> as we're sitting here right now. Yes. <laughs> you know, but yeah, communities is a, that closeness and that ability to, like, you know, bring in the humility, bring in the vulnerability of, like, I don't know these things. I'm here to learn these things. And I'm around good people who also at some point didn't know these things and are learning these things and are still learning these things. So here we are. You yeah.
1: Know? And people, again, people who care yeah people care Mm -hmm. and and people have been burned yeah and when you've been burnt it's difficult to be vulnerable again but if you've been burnt and you realize you know what that was that person and that person had that's their life and that's their pain i'm going to try it again because Mm -hmm. i know that if i get burned again i'm going to be okay again and i'll make it out of it again and then eventually when you when you because you have that humility and you are vulnerable those few times i think in more cases In most situations, it's going to serve you. And you're going to have a good experience. You're going to make some good connections, some good relationships. And I I do a jujitsu event. I've done it like five or six years. I stopped in 2020. And it's anywhere from like 50 to 70 people. And now I'm doing a small one in the end of September right now coming up. And it's called the Jujitsu Lifestyle Summit. And it's just, like I said, anywhere from 25 to 50 people, 75 people. And it's everything jujitsu lifestyle for like four days, hanging out, living together. And one of the main reasons for the event was because I thought, you know what, I'm very fortunate because I know so many people that are so safe for me. I have a lot of very safe relationships. Mm. I could disclose anything. If I was gonna die in a month, I could tell like I have 100 people in my life that Mm. I feel safe, something very personal. And this event, Brings people together. They practice jujitsu together. They share meals together. They meditate together. They learn different skills. It could be someone who's teaching breath work, someone teaching meditation. We have a sound bath, right? We do these cold, you know, water immersion. We yep. do these different things together. So you build this camaraderie and then they leave. But now they've made friends. Mm-hmm. And my thought was, man, I want more people around my jujitsu world to have more people in their corner. To have more meaningful relationships. And I was in a class the other day, a couple months ago, teaching a class. And I said, you guys, my grandfather, Eli Gracie, lived till he was 96 years old. Mm. And the reason why he lived till he was 96 was because he had meaningful relationships. He had people of all ages teenagers, middle aged you know, men and women, people from all all walks of life, all parts of the world that wanted to learn from him, that cared for him, mm-hmm. that he gave time and energy to, and he felt heard and he felt needed, right? He had purpose. And that's why I believe he lived for so long. Not yes. to mention he was moving his body while doing jiu-jitsu. He didn't live only till 96. He lived till 96, being able to drive himself around. Mm -hmm. He could walk himself. His mind, his brain was there. And a friend of mine came to me after and mentioned the Harvard study about meaningful relationships. And he said, yeah, your grandfather, you were right. Because of the people he had around him and how his life was so fun and just so full of people, that's why he lived so long. Look, the Harvard study proves that. So then I'm like, man, I got to do the same thing. Mm I got to make sure that I'm always around people. That's why I got a van so I can be around my kids all the time. Trapped in a van with two kids and my wife, you learn really good communication skills. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, and That's then you funny. and then we meet people and mm-hmm. then we experience hardship together and then we, you know, go try different things around the country and we see so, there's so much to see in America. So I'm just so privileged to be able to have the job that I have. Of giving martial arts around this country and the world, and to be able to do some of it in a van, and to be able to teach law enforcement all over the place, and to have my kids and wife that want to go hang out with me and you know be involved in it as well. Like my wife's going to be helping teach women empowered classes at this event in London. It could be eighty hundred to you know two hundred women in a class with my wife doing jujitsu in July. So it's we're all connected to it. It really is a family thing. And the question I asked you earlier, is it my thing or is it my grandfather's thing? Is it Grandmaster Elio, Grandmaster Carlos? Like these guys, they were like the ones, right? They're the pioneers. Is it them or is it me? And I feel like it's, even though I feel like my father and my uncles, they very much forced me slash brainwashed me into doing jujitsu. And they really kind of loved me more when I did what they thought was right and good in our family business. I, I still am very grateful that they forced me into jujitsu, because some of my siblings, and it didn't go as well, the whole controlling, you have to do this, you're going to jujitsu today. But it worked out for me, being the oldest son, I fell in line and I did what they wanted me to do and that's because I wanted the respect and the admiration that they had from so many. Imagine seeing your father when you're you're nine years old, be respect, being, let's say we're in Toronto, Canada, and there's 250 people in a seminar, 200 people. And they're all wanting to learn from my grandfather, my uncles, my father. I'm like, man, I want that. So kind of like selfishly, I wanted that. And then as I turned and, you know, became a teenager, started teaching kids jujitsu. And now it's very much been my own, and I would not do anything different. I'm in such a privileged position to teach jujitsu the way that I teach it, which is like you mentioned in the beginning, it's very much from a place of self-defense and protecting yourself and growing and becoming a better person and more more loving and more compassionate and more understanding. It's not about me versus you. It's me working with you. We're working together to prepare, to protect somebody out there one day and ourselves if we ever happen to get in a fight. And it's such a low chance of getting in a fight because as we mentioned also, the more you prepare, the less likely you are to need it. So I'm so, great. I'm not, I have nothing to complain about in terms of where I am today in my life and what I'm doing with jujitsu, And I could not think of myself being anywhere else. And yeah, there's nothing else to say other than yeah, I'm glad you tried your first <laughs> class.
0: That was amazing. And,
1: uh, you know, I'll I'll end
0: with this. You know, um, yeah, you get to bring your soul and your purpose through caring for tradition. But, you know, to the next heights. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. That's amazing. I always tell every guest, by the way, you're welcome back anytime because it's a journey driven podcast. So now that we got the background on that, we'll pick another topic for the next, you know, next one, next time you're in town or through Zoom, you know, but, or from your van. (laughs) Through my van. You know, but I I really appreciate you being on the show and uh, just sharing the wisdom as well as the experience and then also um, the balance and the life, uh, you know, aspects that come from Jiu-Jitsu that, you know, bring you a lot more uh, awareness because the audience is global it's vast yeah. i'd like to see more people do it i'm going to continue we'll talk about that offline mm-hmm. <laughs> at the studio uh but i appreciate you being on the show thank you so much man thank you yeah absolutely for everybody listening gracieuniversity.com you can find like all of the classes you can find the locations uh there's beginning classes on there Iron is spelled r-y-r-o-n gracie g-r-a-c-i-e on instagram go follow him if you need to dm him he's a very busy man so be graceful <laughs> with, with if he doesn't respond right away or you know you can go to the website i appreciate you guys tuning in uh seriously you guys are amazing tuning in every single week and um you know all the written reviews and the downloads are incredible when i like see the number of downloads even like in slow periods i'm like what does that number say like you guys are amazing thank you for always tuning in i love you guys and we're out